Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. We have the immense privilege of having Jen McGraw here. She is the host of Restored Mama podcast um, and a longtime friend of mine that we've just recently kind of reconnected thanks to the internet. Um, So Jen, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I know this is going to be a really good conversation because we've, you know, we've already been dialoguing on my podcast about really prioritizing our summer from a place of peace. Um, But I wanted to dig into that a little bit more with you because you do such a good job of teaching moms how to do this with all of the different things that they have on their plate, marriage, parenting, kids activities and then you have your larger you know family goals and like your family ecosystem so I'm excited to dive into this with you I know that I'm probably going to learn some things for myself as well um so I would love just to hear kind of first first and foremost what led you to starting the restored mama podcast oh goodness that's a loaded question we could talk all day on that one alone that's (laughs) okay I I didn't always used to have a good handle on life. I was a single mom for six years and I was just trying to survive the entire time. Never took time for myself. So what we're talking about today, I didn't do for the longest time. And it really showed. I I lost myself is what it felt like. I lost myself in motherhood and then I ended up getting married and became a stepmom and a wife and we blended our families and I had already lost myself. So when I started this whole new venture of life, I added all these extra things on my plate. I didn't know how to manage things in general. So when all of this began with my husband and my stepdaughters and trying to navigate my my husband, who is my daughter's stepdad, and navigating that relationship, it was a lot. And then we had two miscarriages immediately after we got married. Sorry, got pregnant and and carried him full term. He's now almost two and a half. And then we had another baby right after. They're twenty one months apart. And through all of this, I now have two children with type one diabetes. So we've got some special needs going in our home. So we just have a whole lot happening. And all of this really truly happened all at once is what it felt like when I'd already lost who I was. I had stopped relying on God. I'd stopped really focusing on what needed to be focused on so I could be the woman I was supposed to be. So I could be the mom that I was supposed to be and eventually the wife that I was supposed to be. And so through this whole process, God really kind of snapped me out of it. And I figured out that. 
I can't be the person I'm supposed to be. I can't be the mom that my kids need or the wife my husband needs if I don't take care of myself, if I don't put myself first. And for the longest time, I thought that was selfish, but it's not. You you need to be able to put yourself first so you can be what the others in your life need. And through that whole process, that's when God brought the restoration into my life. And throughout the entire Bible, whenever God talks about restoration, it is God bringing more than what you lost. So he restores your life fuller than, than what it was previously. I mean, just look at Job, like he lost everything. And then when God brought all of that back, he had even more. And that's what restoration is. And so that's what restored mama is. And that's what God did in my life. And I just want to teach other moms and other wives and women what it is to be restored and to be the woman that God's called you to be. That's it in a nutshell. There's a whole lot more to it, but I think, yeah. So we'll have to go listen to more of the podcast to hear, you know, more of your heartbeat behind that. But I think it's beautiful. And I think just like you said, when God restores, he restores so much more than whatever it is that we're trying to build on our own to get to wherever it is we, wherever it is we think we need to go. Right. And so what do you think, you know, previous to that led to you losing yourself? Because I think when we're trying to learn how to prioritize the different needs of our family, we kind of have to get in, we have to kind of get in touch with who we are. Right. And part of that getting in touch with who we are means we have to do some reconciliation with why did I give that up in the first place? Like, why did I let those things go? Why did I put myself in that position that led me to this point? Right. So do you kind of have a sense or perspective maybe on um, what kind of contributed for you to like losing that sense of self so that you could regain it and help others do the same? Um, it all started really a long time before I even became a mom. Mm -hmm. I was angry at God and angry at people and myself for a whole lot of things. And if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear all the details. We don't need to talk about it now, but I was angry at so many things. And above all, I was angry at myself and I did whatever I could to try to diminish those emotions and those feelings instead of actually feeling with them and dealing with it. Yeah. I didn't really know how to manage my emotions from a young age. I just, I just kind of suppressed them. And for a a whole lot of reasons, just people in my life that told me it wasn't okay to feel what I was feeling. And so I suppressed all of those feelings and emotions. And then when I was older and those feelings and emotions were stronger due to life circumstances, and I didn't know how to manage them, I ended up drinking to cover them up. Um, right. Doing other things that in case your kids are listening, I won't talk about, Right, but I made a whole lot of poor choices and it all stemmed from trying to cover up the feelings and emotions. I didn't want to feel because I didn't know how to feel them properly. And as I, I grew older, but as I actually grew up, I learned how to manage them, learned how to actually feel them properly and effectively and manage them and work through them. But it took a lot of God in all of that, a lot of therapy and a lot of prayer and focused Bible reading and studying. And all of that is what ended up leading to 
learning how to manage those emotions and figuring out exactly what I needed. So once I could manage those emotions and those feelings, I could figure out what I needed as a mom, as a wife, as a stepmom, mm-hmm. and what my family needed from me. Yeah. Once I figured that out, I knew what I needed to do. And then I just needed to figure out how to do it, which is where I talk about in Restored Mama, your time management and how to fit everything in, in your busy schedule without letting other things fall to the wayside. Right. That's huge. And, and it's so, it's so good that you did that work because I feel like so many of us, and I'll just speak, well, maybe not all of my listeners, maybe my listeners are like way ahead of me in this, but I feel like for myself and so many of the people that I work with, it's, it's almost like we don't realize that there's a certain level of dysfunction happening until we get married and we have kids. Right. And now there's all this pressure on your system that wasn't there before. And so it's like, you're forced to reevaluate. Why am I motivated to do these things or not motivated to do these things? You know? So for me, I used to be, you know, very motivated by performance. And so it was looking at, you know, my kids behavior, my relationship with my spouse as like a meter for how good I was showing up like as a wife and a mom. Right. And then that was my gauge for prioritizing things. It really wasn't coming from this sense of like an internalized sense of my identity, like who I am as God sees me. Right. And then moving from that place. Right. So then I would fall into codependency and burnout and all of these different, just dysfunctional patterns that were not serving anyone at the end of the day, because it really wasn't about serving me. It was about like, okay, but I have to take care of myself in order to serve other people. So how do you encourage women, you know, in the restored mama podcast and and all the different platforms that, um, that you get to share your heart with people, what's a good place to start? If you are talking to somebody, because a lot of my listeners, they are moms and they're in some form of burnout, whether that be from ministry work, parenting, or marriage, right? Um, What would be some just kind of maybe some cues or some questions that you would want to dialogue about um, to help them understand or start to get that little spark going of like, how do we turn this ship here? Because most of us don't realize, most of us don't even realize we're in burnout. We just think we should be handling it better, right? And I should be handling more when really that's not that's not it at all. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So a lot of moms, it ends up feeling like mom guilt. Um, It ends up feeling like pressures that you just can't live up to. You feel like you're constantly failing. You just aren't good at doing this mom thing. You're just not good at doing this wife thing. It is just this mom guilt that keeps heaping on you when in reality, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just not doing it the way you should be doing it. Mm. You're not doing it wrong. It just, maybe you're not supposed to be that crafty mom. Maybe you don't have those craft skills, but you see all these other moms. It's a very basic example, but yeah, it's a good one though. It's just how it is. Like I, I can do art. If I sit down and I really focus on it, I'm pretty good at drawing. Mm. But if I sit down with my kids, I could draw a stick figure and it doesn't even look like a stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> I have to actually put in some really good effort <laughs> yeah. to make it look good. 
And I'm just not that crafty mom. I'm not good at it. I have to Google and Pinterest for hours to figure out something to do with my kids to make a good craft. So it's just not my skill set. But I can look at all these other moms that are really good at it and say, that's what I need to be doing with my kids. Mm -hmm. And then I sit down and try to do it. And I'm not effective at it because that's not my skill set. Wow, and so if you're working and trying to do something that isn't in your skill set, you're going to fail. Right. Because God didn't give you those skills. Your kids may not need you to sit down and do a bunch of crafts with them. They might need you to sit down and, and do some music with them because you have some music skills. Or maybe they, they really need to learn how to do some other specialty that God has given you. And that's why he gave you those kids because you need to be teaching them in this manner. And that mom over there, that's the Pinterest perfect mom, isn't their mom because they don't need the Pinterest perfect mom. They need you. Wow. And so if we're actually operating as a parent in the skill set that God gave us, we're going to thrive. But if we're comparing and looking at all these other moms, we're going to feel the mom guilt. We're going to feel that constant failure. So my first go-to when I talk to a mom that is feeling that burnout or doesn't even realize it's burnout, they just feel like they're failing and have no idea where to go from here. My first thing that I say is sit down and just stop, stop it all, take nap time or take in the morning before your kids wake up. If you need to just tell your husband at night after the kids go to bed, I just need time alone for a little bit. Whenever you can get a moment to yourself, so you can just sit in the quiet and pray. Ask God to reveal to you the skill sets that you have so that way you can actually flourish in the areas you need to be flourishing. And if you can figure out what those skill sets are, then you can take those first steps to stop feeling like a failure and start feeling you're thriving, at least in these certain areas. And then once you address those certain areas, you can look at the rest of the areas and start to work on that. But you have to look at it piece by piece. If you look at the entire day, the entire week, the entire month, you're going to get overwhelmed. But if you look at this one little piece of your day, you can focus on that little piece of your day and it won't be so overwhelming. It's the same thing when you're overwhelmed with just life in general. Take a little piece, just a moment, one little, little snippet of your life and work on that first. That will take that overwhelming feeling out and then you can work on the next piece. Absolutely. That's so good. And gosh, you hit so many different, really good points in there. Um, But the one that stood out, if you are like me and so many of my other listeners, and you're looking for ways to support your skin naturally while you age without compromising with toxic ingredients that you know are going to not only harm your skin, but harm your hormone production, um, then I want to introduce you to a product that I have been using for the last nine months um, that has totally revolutionized my skincare, my hair, my nails, etc. And that is liquid collagen. So liquid collagen, Um, when it's formulated correctly, has over a 95% absorption rate. Um, And what that means is that it's absorbed readily into your cells. Your body gets to utilize it um, very quickly, and it goes right to work to begin healing, you know, the broken uh, cellular and collagen matrix. So it is a combination of um, hyaluronic acid and collagen 
that allows for that collagen to rebuild in your joints, in your skin, et cetera, to uh, really slow down the aging process. So one of my favorite products to use with this combination is called Liquid BioCell, and it contains that hyaluronic matrix of collagen plus over 13 phytonutrients um, and superfoods that also support just your overall cellular health. What I most love about this product, though, is not just that I've seen improvements for myself, but that they have, it's evidence-based, they have clinical studies that actually support um, that this is very beneficial for skin, hair, joints, etc. So um, just a short little snippet of how it might benefit you. It reduces joint discomfort, improves skin hydration, firmness, and elasticity, reduces um, signs of aging. And what they found is that it reduced dryness, scaling, and reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 76% in just 12 weeks. Um, one of the other things that they noted in these studies was that it in increased the hyaluronic acid by over 6,000% in 28 days, which means that your skin can be supported from the inside out with, without compromising um, your overall health and your hormone production. So make sure to click the link in the show notes to get $10 off your liquid biocell today. I don't have the capacity to, to care. <laughs> like I only have what yeah. I have, if that makes sense, which in some ways was a blessing, but I did experience that feeling of comparison in a lot of other different ways, like in motherhood. And so I think it's really important to, to recognize, you know, that what we see on social media, what we see on Pinterest, what we see, you know, in the other families that are coming in the door at church or whatever, like is in front of our eyeballs, right. That's giving us this perspective at the end of the day, we are accountable to God for ourselves and our families, right. We're accountable mm -hmm. to how we show up, how I show up with my children. I'm not accountable for listening to what God said to that family, right? I'm accountable to listening right. to what he said to me and my family. And so I think, and he's so much more generous and compassionate. And there's a grace when you're in the groove, right? There's like, there is such a grace on my life to do the things that God has gifted me and enabled me to do. And sometimes that does, like you said, there needs to be that dialogue with the Lord, you know, cause sometimes there's lies we're believing about our parenting or perceptions that we have that need to go. Right. Um, like mm -hmm. I used to, I used to have actually a pretty strongly embedded belief. Like I'm just not good at raising strong children and the Lord kind of eventually somehow it weeded itself out. And I, when I began to realize like, no, I'm actually exactly equipped to raise strong children. Like I am the exact mm -hmm. person for the job. And once I started showing up in my day as I'm the person for this job, it changes everything, right? It doesn't mean I'm not overwhelmed. Doesn't mean I don't ever get frustrated or stressed out or irritated by my kids. Cause I don't think that's humanly possible. <laughs> First of all, if you are that person, <laughs> tell me all your tricks because I am still I'm one of those human. tricks too. <laughs> I am still, God is still working on me and my development. Right. But within that, I, but it did shift something when I moved from like that shame parrot shame performance perfection paradigm which was all the things i'm not doing and all the the holes that i'm not filling in and no i hate cooking and so our meals are very simple like they're not glamorous they're not you know and then we have food allergies so 
you know what I'm saying? Like I had to let go of a lot of different things, but when we do that, it actually enables us, I feel like to do more with more grace, right? Like there's more grace attached to what you're actually doing instead of coming from that place of performance. Do you think, is that something that you've observed for yourself as well? Oh, definitely. I love cooking and I'm good at it. So cooking, I could spend hours in the kitchen and I feel like my day was a success. And I've brought my kids along with me. I don't spend hours in the kitchen because I just don't have time for that. But I could if I if I had the time, I would. But I bring my kids along with me. And that's our way of doing like the crafting and the exploring. We don't measure. We just, what's going to go good together? What can we put in with this? And so we've recently had to do gluten-free because we have celiac in our home, we figured out. And then on top of type 1 diabetes, having to manage carbs and making sure we put specific types of foods with other foods. So the carbs are released effectively. There's just a lot of figuring out we had to do with food. And so that's just added some more exploration. So we don't sit down and do a whole lot of crafts. My kids like crafts. So I have that available to them, but like I said, I'm not good at it. So they sit down and they just are their creative selves on their own. Right. And my creativity with them is in the kitchen. So we've, found ways with things that I'm good at that I enjoy. And I bring my kids along with me and I actually feel like I'm thriving in that area. And now my 10 year old daughter, she, she knows what to do. I can, if I'm sitting there nursing the baby, I can ask her to go do something in the kitchen and she just takes care of it. Wow. Because she's been in there with me growing up. Yeah. It's like second. And exactly. It's like second nature, but now that's also a way for me to delegate. Now that yes. I'm busy with other things, I can delegate things to her in the kitchen and that saves some time for me, gives me time to do other things. So it's, it helps in all sorts of areas, but the main thing that you mentioned with feeling like I'm actually doing well, and I, I don't feel that mom guilt or I don't feel like I'm failing anymore is because I'm doing something that I'm good at. Yeah. And when I would sit with my kids trying to do something that I'm not good at, I just I would go to bed that night feeling like I just didn't do well that day. Mm -hmm. But when I would bring them along with me things with things that I'm good at, I could see them start to thrive because they have some of the same skill sets I have and I'm teaching them now. And it's just been amazing to be able to see that in my kids. And now I feel like I'm a success as a mom because I'm raising these kids who are learning in the skill sets that God has given them. Wow. Because I'm using the skill sets that God gave me. Absolutely. Did that answer your question? Yeah, no, it totally did. And if it didn't, I'm not super worried because it was really good. (laughs) So, um, so I was a really good conversation and, and I think what we have to also remember, like what we're teaching our children when we learn to really be okay with who we are. And like, I'm not talking about excusing bad behavior and bad parenting. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is like, I've had multiple conversations. My youngest is, she is so, both of my kids are just insanely creative, which is not super surprising. Both of my husband and I are creative. And so we created like super creative, (laughs) basically like far and above what my skill level is and interest level. And it's in its different interests, right? So my youngest, she absolutely loves to make tiny doll clothes out of other pieces of clothing. I have exactly zero skills in that. 
zero skills and also zero patience for it because I don't have the skill for it. So it's a lot of like mental and emotional energy for me. And so one of the things I had to have a conversation with her about is like, I'm just, I'm really not good at this. Like, I actually can't help you like do the little details on this as much as I want to. But what I can do is, you know, like I can get you the YouTube videos or we can do a class at like Joanne Fabrics and they can teach you how to do it. And I will help like with the, you know, I'll buy you the materials and we'll do all the things. Like there are other ways for me to engage in the activity of her interest without totally stressing myself out and wanting to rip my hair out. Right. Cause we all have like, right. I feel like we all have kids that have one or two of those interests that you're just like, oh my gosh, if they ask me to do this one more time, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm just going to cry. And it's just because I want to show up for them, right? Like I want to do that for you, but it's so not how I'm wired. And so even just having that conversation with them, it actually, I, what I feel like it does is it actually gives our kids a permission to also be themselves and to not have everything nailed down perfectly. So my kid that struggles with organization, like I do, you know, there's a grace for that. Like, that's not really how you're wired. That doesn't mean that we don't get to learn new skills, but what it does mean is you have other strengths that you can utilize, you know, besides this. So let's, do you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it gives Mm -hmm. a permission for everybody to not have to be perfect and just show up as themselves and bring their individuality into the family unit. Um, One thing I do want to touch on, and I don't know why this thought keeps popping into my head, but I'm just going to trust that it's the Holy spirit or it's a really good thought. Um, One of the, either way, it's going to be good. I have noticed with women is that when we begin to do the work of recognizing that, okay, if I want to take my life back and I want to get myself back and I want to get out of burnout and I don't want to be overwhelmed anymore. And I don't want to be striving for perfection. One of the hardest things to address is that when we begin to advocate for ourselves in that way and kind of like get in touch with who God made us to be, it will, and maybe you've observed this in yourself or others. I I have a feeling you have, it almost always exposes a certain level of dysfunction that we've been living in. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and what I mean by that, the challenge isn't necessarily with us changing. It's in recognizing the family dynamic that has kind of forced us into burnout. Does that make sense? And so then maybe we're having to have a conversation with our spouse about boundaries or needs. And maybe that's really, really scary because you've never had those conversations before. So can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I know, you know, you guys, you do some marriage stuff on your podcast as well, but I think it's a really important conversation um, because it can be a really big roadblock for people to actually getting their life back is actually taking that step to, I'm not just tied to myself. I'm not just tethered to myself. There's another human that's involved in this equation. And so how do we, how do we negotiate some of that? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, I'm going to go with a pretty basic example and then I'm going to talk more about like Holy spirit involvement example. Um, they're both quick because I know we're kind of running out of time, but in the beginning of our marriage, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. My husband was working probably close to 80 hours a week, plus bringing home work because we were both in management and we were in California, which is crazy expensive. So just all the things. And we were just, it was the beginning of our marriage. We were still getting to know each other because we got married so quickly, but 
because we were working so much, we really didn't have a lot of time together at home either. And it was masking the fact that we weren't spending that quality time actually in conversation, both as a couple and as a family unit with Mm -hmm. the kids as well. And this was before we had the boys too. It was just us and the three girls, but it was masking that because we were just so busy. And then once it was actually when COVID happened and all that stuff, I was able to be a stay at home mom and my husband worked normal hours and we had all this extra time and we realized, wow, we never spent time together. We never really ate dinner at the table together because we were always in different places. How do we even have a conversation as a family is kind of what it came down to. And so we had to really figure out how to work through that because it was a dysfunction, but it was being masked by the busyness. Yes. And so we figured out how to actually communicate as a family and it took a long time and a lot of work. And there was a lot of quiet dinners really, because we didn't know what to say because it was so new. Yeah. And there was just so much to work through. So that when we stopped being so busy, it unmasked that dysfunction that was there that would have eventually we would have figured out and worked through, but it would have taken a lot longer because we were so busy. Right. And that's one thing I, I'm really careful now with not being too busy. I do a whole lot. I have a nonprofit. I have my business, five kids total because we have the three together and then two boys together. We live on a ranch. We have horses and dogs and fish tank that nobody takes care of except for me. (laughs) So there's there's just a a few things, just a few things on your list. And then the special needs with the diabetes and celiac and all these things. So I like, when you put it all together, it sounds like I'm really busy, but I've been able to stop the busyness and be intentional with my time and what I do, because I realized from that initial time of being busy to the not busy at all, that it's important to be able to just slow down and, and stop. Otherwise it's going to continue to mask dysfunctions that are happening in your home and in your family. And if you want to be a productive functioning family unit and accomplish all that God's called you guys to do as a family and as a couple and raise your kids the way that God has called you to raise them. If you're being busy, you're not going to be able to hear what you truly need to do. Right. So that was huge. And then, um, when I, it just came to mind when you asked the question, because we yeah. actually just did a, an episode on that with my husband, oh, he did the marriage, That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. but prayer. So we didn't, we, because we were so busy, we didn't really pray much together. We prayed for each other separately but yeah. we never prayed together. And when we first got married, we said that was going to be an important part of our marriage. Like we're going to pray together. And then just never happened. Mm. And as we brought God deeper into our relationship and he became more central instead of just kind of there with us, he was the central aspect of our family and our marriage. Yeah. That dysfunction of our, our couple relationship with God and seeking the Holy Spirit together, it, it was a dysfunction in our marriage and we had no idea. And so we sought God and the more we sought God, the more he revealed to us. And we realized like, Oh, this was supposed to be a huge part of our marriage. Like it's what God told us to do and we haven't been doing it. So we started praying together. And the moment we started praying together, 
we now we do it every night. Like we'll get wow. in bed, no matter how tired we are, we'll get in bed. And it might just be short prayers, might right. be long, powerful prayers, it, but we pray. It's yeah. a very intentional part of our evening. Wow. And a lot of times we're in bed, lights are off. We're like, we're ready to go to sleep, yeah. but we still pray. That's and awesome. the moment we started doing that, just the floodgates opened in our life and all these blessings started coming and all the things that we've been praying for and asking God for, like they were there, but there was something that was not it's happening. Mean. So God yeah. couldn't give it to us because we needed to do this, this part first before we could get all he had for us. Sure. And so we started praying together and then all of a sudden everything started happening wow. and all of our prayers started getting answered. And I know there's, there's always going to be more because we right. should always be seeking for more and more of God and more of the Holy spirit. But right. once we put him center of our marriage and that dysfunction that we didn't really even realize was there was fixed. That's when all of the other things started falling into place. Wow. No, it's huge. And I think there's just a couple of things that you touched on in there um, that I want to highlight, which is, you know, that you like, obviously the, the chaos and the overwhelm and all of that is kind of, it kind of forced that realignment. Right. And Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when we're in those seasons where things are so busy and overwhelming, that is the Holy spirit speaking, right. It's like the forced realignment for me, that was burnout for me. That was like my adrenals crashing and realizing there was some really big stuff I needed to look at. Right. Um, for a lot of women, that's the case. And it's not, you know, it's not that we're not wanting to connect with God. It's just simply that we're trying to do so much more than we actually are called to do. And so once, you know, what I'm hearing you saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong is once Mm -hmm. we really grasp like really, truly grasp and begin to like internalize. This is what God has made me for. This is what he's called me to do. This is what it's supposed to look like. It's super easy to begin letting go of all of the stuff that doesn't fit into that place. Right. At least for me, like once I can grasp like, oh, the field that he has for me is way greener than the one that I was trying to like create for myself. Right. And, um, and it just becomes a lot easier to, um, to prioritize the things that we need to prioritize. And I feel like, um, I definitely want to have you back on again, because I really want to tackle more of the special needs, like nitty gritty, like how to actually manage our day type of prioritizing. But I think this was really good for really helping the listeners to really address the heart of the matter, right. Which is like our connection with God and our connection with our families. So I just want to say thank you for, for sharing what you shared today. That was super powerful. Um, and very, very encouraging. I know that my listeners are just going to love, um, love hearing from you. So would you mind sharing where they can follow you and find you on the, on the interwebs? Yeah. Um, you can go to restored mama podcast, um, on any major podcast platform. I'm on all of them, Spotify, Podbean, awesome. Apple, all the things. And then um, I, I'm not really on social media. I have a Facebook group that you can join. Um, it's, it's called, it's just Restored Mama on Facebook. So you can search that. And that's pretty much it. You can email me at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Otherwise... The podcast. I'm not a huge social. Yeah. I'm not a huge social media person. So (laughs) there's, there's probably some wisdom in that. So 
I love that. Well, if you're listening, make sure to go give her a follow. You can um, take a listen in or take a look in the show notes and you'll be able to click the link to go take a listen to her. But we'll definitely be having you on again to dive into more um, more of those topics um, that just are so in your wheelhouse. So thank you so much for being on today, Jen. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. You're welcome.